Okay, it's go there, Capcom on the hot fire. Okay, all flight controllers going around the horn, gonna go for undocking. Okay, retro, go. Fido, go. Guide, go. Control, go. Telcom, go. Jinsei, go. Ecom, go. Surgeon, go. Capcom, we're go for undocking. Roger. And we're getting a picture on the TV. Here, ma'am, from the planet Earth. First step foot upon the moon. July 1969. AP. We came in peace for all mankind. We're on the surface. Okay, we made a good landing. That was a beautiful one. We made the slope, but other than that, we're in great shape. Yep. Right on the landing site. Looks like you're about on the bottom step and on the surface. Fed for it, old man. Hamill's on the surface, and it's been a long way, but we're here. Welcome everybody to nwczradio.com, Channel 1's Down the Rabbit Hole. My name is Big D. And I'm Brandon. And it's great to have everybody along. As usual, always, always enjoy having you join us here on the podcast. Oh yeah. want to thank our friends at FringeRadioNetwork.com, FringeRadioNetwork.com. I will put the link once again into the show notes, so you can just click it and you can head right over there. Also, you can email us at downtherh at protonmail.com, downtherh at protonmail.com. And we do appreciate hearing from you, and we get back to you if it requires it or if you're just wanting to be on the list in case they censor us and we go down for some reason. What we plan to do is continue doing the show, and we just email it out to those who want it. If that's you, just send an email in and say, add us to the list or add me to the list. And we'll put you on the list, and that's it. We'll never spam you. We'll never send out mass mailings, nothing. And those who have been with us for a long time, they can attest to that. It's just we want to make sure we can get the truth out there. I mean, that's what we want to do. We enjoy finding it. We enjoy bringing it to you. And if something happens, we just want to make sure we can still continue to do that. Yeah, and we love interacting with you via email. And also, you're on social media, so why don't you give your social media stuff out there? I'm only on Instagram, really. Um, for most part, um, it's Mr. Underscore B underscore six, six, six. And that's Mr. Spelled out M I S T E R underscore B underscore six, six, six. So, so reach out to Brandon there, which is funny. I had someone the other day come finally ask me what that was. It's actually a reference to my favorite book, which is by Clive Barker, which is called Mr. B gone. I remember you saying that before. I don't, I've not read that book. It's an interesting book. Well, you got to start doing a book review on your midweek show. I should do. I, I should. I I've, should. I've started that feature, and people seem to like it. We get lots of requests for what are the what are the books that we read, and so I've started putting it out there. I'm gonna. Mine is more in the. I I read some of the conspiracy theory ones, but I'm more of a. I like the horror books. So Stephen King, Clive Barker, you know that kind of stuff. It keeps my brain out there. Well, but. still influential to you. Yes, and yes. has contributed to this path that you're on. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I can, I could do that. 
Or or movies. You're stuff. you're much more of a movie guy than I. And you were telling me before we started that you actually saw a movie that kind of had to deal with what we're talking about today. I did actually. When I told uh, Beach that I was going to be doing an episode about this, he uh, he recommended the movie Moonfall. So, which was very interesting. It's not a great movie. I will tell you that. At the end of the movie, it pretty much becomes Armageddon by the end of the movie, just with the moon instead of a, a meteor. But there's so many tropes in it. You're like, this is about to happen. It's like, so it basically became Armageddon, but it, the idea of what the moon was fit perfectly into what we're talking about. Yeah. We are today going to talk about the moon and all the different conspiracy theories and different theories just themselves around the moon. Yeah. Because we're heading into, well, here in the United States, we're heading into the summer months where you can actually see the moon. Not in Washington. Well, it's clear skies here, big moon hanging up there, and growing up, what kid didn't at some point sit out and stare at the moon, see if they could see the face in the moon, see if they could see the man on the moon, was the moon really made of cheese, all that stuff. The moon has fascinated humans since the beginning of time. It has. Going to the moon has fascinated humans since the beginning of time. Um, Edgar Allan Poe even wrote a story about going to the moon in a balloon. Yes, it, it has been, obviously, a, a mankind race to get to the moon. And as far as we know, as far as uh, history tells us, the United States got there first. Did they, though? <laughs> and what did they find? Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's one of the things that was really fascinating about going down this. I've heard the rumors for years that it was fake, that, that, that they faked it. And I'm like, why would they fake this? How would they fake this? And it was fascinating to go down this and see really people pull out and say, this is how they could have done it. And this is how, you know, how they think they did do it. A lot of people who were not around then, and I, I wasn't, I mean, I was, but I was really, really, really young. I didn't know what was going on. There was a massive flexing of muscles between the United States and Soviet Union And at the time, Soviet Union was Russia and all the other countries that formed this big, huge behemoth of a... It wasn't a nation, but it was just this collaboration of nations. And it was one of those things, too, was that a lot of people forget about is they they were our... Arch rivals. Well, they were, but even before... In World War II, they were actually... We were together. They were our ally. But we all knew once we came out of World War II and the two powerhouses that came out of World War II was the U.S. and Soviet Union. And they knew as soon as, the, as, soon as it ended, we were going to be enemies. Yeah, well, there are differing philosophies, lots of differences between the two and a lot of equal resources and pursuits and so forth. And so who was going to dominate? That was the question. And they had, and I, ooh, I had his name here a minute ago. They had a, a brilliant rocket scientist who actually, for years, they kn- never, no one knew who he was until actually after he died. Russia never even said his name until after he died. And then we had, we, by which, if you want to know where we got him, go back to the Operation Paperclip episode. Absolutely. And find out how we got Van Braun. He was brilliant. He was amazing at what he did. But I'll be honest. I mean, he should not have been involved in NASA. We'll just say that. But yeah. We got, he basically, he, his technology and everything else. And I get at the beginning kind of how he's like, oh, you know, I joined the Nazi party so I could continue my research and do everything else. And it's like, but your research killed thousands of people. And justifies the mean for a lot of these people. 
And then they came over here. And then he came over here and you're like, yeah, with Operation Paperclip. He was one of the main ones they wanted. They mm-hmm. wanted him because he made the V2 rocket. Right. And so there was this sort of world dominance on display in the space race. And as we all know, as history tells us, the United States got there first. They, they didn't get to space first. They got to the moon first. They got to the moon first. And that's what we're but talking about. We're talking yeah, about the moon. We are, but before they got to the moon, Russia whooped our ass in every other part of the space race. Yeah. Which is another reason that comes down to why a lot of people think it's fake. How did we go from getting our asses handed to us on every step by Russia to suddenly beat them to the moon? Exactly. That's the first half of this episode. We're going to talk about the theories of why the moon, the initial moon landing, and a lot of people think they were all faked. Yeah. All the way up to 11. That we've never been there. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to go into uh, some other theories about the moon. But let's get into the weeds on whether or not we actually went there. And so there's a lot of, there's so many theories and so many supposed proofs as to why we didn't actually make it. But we kind of narrowed it down to the most popular ones. And of course, the first one that you're always going to hear is about the flag. And any of you who have seen the iconic photo of the flag on the moon and you have astronauts standing there and the flag seems to be blowing in the wind. It does seem to be. And everyone says, well, there's there's no wind on the moon, and so there's no way it could be blowing. This one, I have to go with the debunkers on this one. I do too. Because if you look closely... You can see the rod. Yeah, at the top of the flag, there's a rod. So what they did was they had the... It's like a curtain. It's like almost like a shower curtain, this flag. See, I was thinking the exact same thing. They had it pulled back, and they had the top rod down. And when they stuck it in the ground, they pulled that rod up, and they pulled that flag across the top, much like a shower curtain. And it didn't go straight. Yeah, It's It's not blowing. It's just crinkled like your shower curtain. And I there's mean, it'd be one of those things like go go walk into your shower right now and push it open and it's going to crinkle like that. Yes. So I had no problem with that. And there's no video. I've heard people say, well, there's video of it blowing. And it's uh, no, there that's I only know, I a find one either. No, it's only a photo unless NASA erased it because <laughs> they that's did another argument. They did erase and supposedly lose a lot of photos and video footage of the initial voyage. Now, supposedly, the origi- all the originals gone. Everything that we have is copies. Whoops, they taped over it. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like when you went to go watch your favorite movie and it happened to be porn. I mean, you know, you, you taped over Yikes. So I'm going to give that one to NASA. It, it's, I will too. Seems like I said, it, pretty credible. If you see it, you look at it. I mean, you can tell it doesn't honestly to me, it doesn't even really look like it's flapping in the wind. No. It just looks like your shower curtain and it's a still photo. Right. So and like I said, there was multiple ones and you said it too that, you know, oh, there's video of it. I scoured looking for that video because I heard that and saw that in a couple places and I scoured and looked for that. I could not find that video that supposedly exists of it moving. It's in the same file as supposedly Buzz Aldrin on his deathbed saying that the whole thing was faked. And I could never, ever, ever find that video either. Supposedly, there's a deathbed confessional of him. And I could only track it to like this conspiracy website 
that was the original, supposedly the original source. And when you click the supposed video or the audio of it, it's not there. Yeah. So this next one is also is probably the second most popular. And you've probably heard about this. If you look at all the photos that they brought back from the moon and even the videos, the videos of, you know, one small step for mankind or for man, one giant leap for mankind. And you see the astronauts bouncing around on the moon or just the still photos. There's a lot of controversy about the shadows because Mm -hmm. one of the big conspiracy theories is that Stanley Kubrick actually filmed this in a studio that NASA hired him on the heels of 2001 A Space Odyssey because he made it look so real that they brought him into the studio and that they say this the problem with all of these shadows is they're going in all different directions. And if the moon is receiving its light from the sun, much like here, it would all go in the same direction. Yeah. But if you have studio lighting up above and from the side and you know from all directions, you do get that. You would. So, so NASA says their answer to this is that the moon, yes, gets its light from the sun, but that the moon itself is a reflector. And so when the sun hits the moon, it bounces off the moon as a kind of like kind of like if you have a tin foil and you hold it up to the sun, the sun hits the tin foil, but it also bounces back off. Yeah. If you do this experiment, you will notice that the tin foil, the crinkles in the tin foil, all of the shadows do not go in the same direction because it's not only a receiver, but it's a reflector. So it's actually creating a light source kind of of itself. That's their excuse for this. Which, I mean, I can kind of see it because the one thing is that was one of the biggest issues they had with the moon. Even trying to land, they almost ran out of fuel because the moon isn't flat. It is just kind of like you described, the crinkled up aluminum foil from being hit and everything else. It's not flat. It's got a lot of angles and everything else to it. So the sun bouncing off that, which a lot of the moon surface and everything they found, they found a lot of metals in there that could easily reflect the light. The moon surface is made up of a lot of metallic stuff. There's no doubt about it. So this brings us to the third one. And this is the one that I do have the most problem with. Even the excuse of NASA is a little weak sauce on as far as I'm concerned. And this is in all of the photos from the moon, even photos back of Earth or just out into the darkness, there's no stars. There aren't. There are no stars. So here we look up in the sky, we see the moon, we see, depending on where you are, you see millions of stars. I just see clouds. Yeah, well... Here, down here. (laughs) But if you went to eastern Washington, especially on a moonless night where there's not much moon to drown out the stars, there's stars everywhere. So if you were to just take a photo of the moon, there'd be a bunch of stars in it. There would. But see, the one thing is that a lot of the arguments that I've seen go right back to what you just said a minute ago about the light reflecting off the moon. And that when you have a moonless light at night, when there's no light in blocking out the stars and making it harder to see the stars, it's like when you leave here, like a, a city, and you go way out into the woods, 
you know, like I did a couple, you know, last summer and I went out in the middle of, you know, Mount Rainier National Park. And I was out there at four in the morning looking up at the sky. I can see everything because there was no light pollution where they say a lot of the reason why we don't see those in those pictures. One is it's cameras from 1969. Correct. And two, the light pollution coming off of the moon itself is making the making it so we can't see the the stars. Even Buzz Aldrin and some of the other astronauts made comments that they don't remember even seeing stars when they were standing on the moon. Yeah, and according to NASA, they say that all the exposures of the astronauts on the moon are daylight exposures. The surface was brightly illuminated from the sun, and the astronauts are wearing bright white spacesuits that are highly reflective. And you, if you've ever worn, uh, well, you you're on construction sites all the time. Yep. Those guys who wear reflect, reflective stripes on their vests or on their jackets. Yep. If you take a picture, that thing lights up. Yeah. Well, and part of what that runs into, too, is a lot of people don't know this. All the stripes that they have, it's not actually reflective. It's retro-reflective, which makes it the light is supposed to shine back to the source. So some materials are retro-reflective that actually make it because of the angles and the way they're, they're whatever. The, the light is shown back to the source when it hits, and that's why it looks like they glow, which the moon... A lot of people say some of the fibers in there make it kind of retroflective rather than reflective. Yeah. Also, according to this, it says the exposure on the astronaut's camera was too short to capture the spacesuits and the moon's surface while also capturing comparatively dimmer stars. Same thing happens if you go out onto someone's back porch at night, turn on the lights. Even though you can see the stars from where you're standing, a quick exposure camera won't be able to capture them. Now, I do have to, I do have to ask this. If they had all the technology and all the know-how and all the wherewithal to send these guys to the moon, why are we sending like pocket Kodaks? Wouldn't they I, have wouldn't they have like high res cameras cuz they're always way ahead of everybody? You would think they would, but I mean, I don't know. I think these are like one of those Polaroids. I think it was one of those ones at the time they were basically just trying to get to the moon. I don't think a lot of people were thinking about the pictures and all of that stuff. They just wanted to get there so that we could beat the Russians. And because our president, who you know had been assassinated, had said that we would be there by the end of... Oh, he promised it. He promised we would make it, and we had like three months left. So there's another theory, and uh, if you see the photo, there's a, there's a very famous photo of Buzz Aldrin standing... And you can't see his face, but you can see in, his, in, the, sh in the shield of his spacesuit, it shows Armstrong standing kind of back by the lunar lander. And you can see uh, Aldrich's shadow, and it's lit up. And supposedly, Armstrong is taking the photo. If you look into the helmet... As you and I would normally take a photo where you put the camera up to your eye and you snap the photo, well, he's not doing that. It's hard to tell because he's at a distance, but it looks like he's holding his hands around his waist. And people will say, well, that just shows you that there, he was not taking the photo. Somebody else took this photo. Also, if you look at the angle of the photo, people are saying there's no way that... Uh, Armstrong standing that far away could get a photo that close because according to them, these were you know basically primitive type cameras. They were 70 millimeter lunar surface cameras is what they called them. 
And it's one of those things. The one thing you got to remember, though, too, is how close is he really to Buzz? Because it's one of those things that you got to remember, too. That helmet is convexed. Correct. So how many times have you, you know, you look into one of those, like even at the store where they have it at the end of the aisle and you can see down the aisle because of the convex, you know, mirror. Mm -hmm. And it looks like things are farther, you know, things are, you know, closer than they appear. So it says that on most people's car mirrors. Yeah. Things are closer. So how do we know that really he isn't farther away? It just looks like he's closer because of. Official statement from NASA. They say Armstrong couldn't walk around the moon with a regular handheld camera. So he needed something that was easy to manipulate. The camera he used on the moon was mounted on the front of his suit, which is where his hands are in the reflection. But here's the question I have. I'm looking, so I'm looking at Buzz Aldrin's suit. And if he had a camera, which would be in the same area, I don't see one on his suit. But I don't think he did because that's one thing that a lot of people make comments about. Supposedly, all the pictures are of Buzz and there are none of Neil besides him coming off this, you know, the the video of him walking, you know, down off the stairs. He's only in videos that came from the rover. All the camera pictures came from Neil Armstrong. So that's where a lot of people, you know, think they were. And I'm actually looking at a, a couple of things where they show pictures of some of the astronauts with the cameras. They are. They're mounted. And they're midsection. They're mounted to almost to their chest. Yeah. Like in their midsection. And so that's where his hands are. Yeah. So that would make sense. I mean, looking at the way the pictures would have happened and it's white and looks like it's part of the suit. So it, it, with how you know bad the pictures are, you wouldn't even see it. Probably one of the more interesting, in my opinion, theories of why we didn't go to the moon is the Van Allen belts theory. Yeah. And the Van Allen belts are two regions of high radiation that surround the earth and are located inside the earth's magnetosphere. And according to several articles that I read in order for the astronauts of Apollo 11 to have passed through the belts, they would have caused more than a normal amount of radiation exposure, which would lead to radiation sickness. But the astronauts didn't show any symptoms of this, and many believe they did not actually pass through the belts and thus not going to the moon. Mm. According to NASA, the astronauts were in the Van Allen belt for only a short time, sustaining 0.18 rads of radiation, which is about the same dose that one gets from an X-ray. There's a lot of debate as to whether that's factual or not. I mean, it depends, I assume, on how fast you're blowing through it. And I think that's it. It's how fast you're blowing through it. And I think it's one of those things on who you believe. It's one of those things that the Russians believed that it was so bad. And supposedly that's one of the reasons why they never beat us to the moon because they cared about their astronauts, supposedly. And they felt that the only way you can make it through there, you would have had to line the outside of the, the spaceship with lead to protect them from the radiation where, you know, NASA was like, it'll be fine. And basically gave them like one eighth inch thick aluminum and said, you'll be fine. So and that's the argument. A lot of people said if we'd gone through those that we would. But I couldn't find anywhere that really tells us where they do exist. Yes. Where anybody was able to show me how they measured how much radiation besides theories from that differed from Russia and the U.S. There a lot of variation there. 
a lot of theories, but nothing, nothing that showed me anywhere how they were able to measure what those radiation levels were. And that's the same thing I ran into. I ran into the fact that, yes, they're there, but all the rest of it was they were either conjecturing about it or theorizing on it. They, they hadn't sent, obviously, the U.S. Hadn't even, hadn't even been that far yet. No. And so they hadn't been able to test these fields, like how dangerous they were. So obviously, like a lot of things, scientists were like, oh, yeah, no, you're going you're gonna to melt when you go through those. And then the, there were others who said like this. Well, no, nah, it's about, about as much as you get getting an X-ray. And, you know, when you go get an X-ray, you just put that little apron on. Yeah. And so if they had that lined in their suit or whatever, they were probably okay. So, and that's kind of, you know, where a lot of that runs into. And that's the hardest part was a lot of the the theories on why it was fake. Um, the hardest part is there's not a whole lot of, it's a lot of theory on how it was. But then the problem that you run into also, the way that they proved that those theories are incorrect, once again, a lot of theory and a lot of believing what you're being told by the government that they, they, what they're telling us is true. And it's like, but we know that's not always the case. Yeah, you're right. It's not always the case. However, I fall back on a much like with the Kennedy, who killed Kennedy theories and a lot of the other like major supposed cover ups. There would be way too many people involved in this Mm -hmm. for too long of time. And I just, human nature, somebody, I believe, would have come forward, whether to cash in, to embarrass, to... There's no way they could pay off all these people and hush up everybody. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things like with the Kennedy. A lot of the Kennedy theories come down to a very small group of people working together. The ones, you know, and those are the ones that are more believable because it's believable that four or five people can hold the secret. And maybe then there case case you hear things, well, I heard from my grandfather who was one of these people, you know, that he told his kids. So that kind of thing. But we don't even get that with this. No, there were so many people who worked on this, who were part of different parts of it. I mean, if there's a whole, you can watch almost the entire like hours of the first moon flight they documented pretty much every moment of it them getting in the into the rocket everybody putting everything in place from multiple angles from the war room from the computer room all everybody was there's just way too many people in my opinion for it to have been completely faked and certainly not stanley kubrick stanley kubrick didn't film this no and it's one of those things where a lot of people where they kind of go into it, where they, they feel like because it's like one of those things you, you have to figure there's like 400,000 people that were involved in getting this thing off. So somewhere someone would have seen and then, t- and then times that by what there were what 13 Gemini's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so 17 Apollos and then like 13 Gemini's. after. Right. That. So that's a lot of people. But there's a lot of people that think, too, where a lot of things that I read that it wasn't us going to space that was faked. It was just the moon. the moon landing, just the moon landing and all of the moon landings. And basically what it would be is they would go up and just circle the Earth for, you know, eight days. And say they went to the moon and back and then come back. But then it's like, that's how many people that you have to like shush 
everyone that went up there, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, you know, all of those people. Well, and another reason I have a problem with this is that there is, it's very well documented that there's a massive amount of space junk on the moon. There is. We and they have, supposedly left uh, three mirrors on the moon that they shoot lasers at so they can measure how far away it is. Well, there's broken down space buggies. There's uh, a lot of satellites that crash into the moon. There's stuff. There's debris all over the place. And at some point I read there was an estimation of how many, and I don't know where I put that now. but Because the moon is like, what, a third the size of the Earth? Yeah. So it's still pretty big. It's not like it's overrun with, it's not like it's our garbage heap or anything. But no. other crews that have gone up there have run across stuff that the previous missions had left stuff up there. You mean they just left them on the soundstage? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was one other one. I'll, I'll just mention it quickly because it's um, it's actually a video. So I'll try to put it in the show notes if I can refine it. But I watched it for a while, and there was a video of one of the astronauts walking around, and in the reflection of his helmet, it looks like there's a guy standing, obviously, you know, a ways away from him. Wearing blue jeans and a hoodie. Don't know if it's photoshopped. People say it's a stagehand that actually <laughs> that, that was in the wrong spot. Uh, I o- I've only seen it in one place. Because it was like some guy in Ireland or Scotland supposedly discovered this. Another thing I didn't realize that was in Australia, they were a big part of the NASA program going up to the moon. They had a communication system there. They were receiving information back to Australia just because of the, the coordinate locations and so forth. And apparently, while they were up there, the, I think it was an observatory or something in Australia, it, got, it shut down for a while. It was, supposedly go, it was supposed to be live, but when they actually landed, they had technical problems. <laughs> so that fed to the theory. But here's the deal. It used to be a very popular theory that we did not land on the moon. But as of right now, as, as of most of the surveys that I've read, only between 3 and 6% of the population anymore believes that we did not land on the moon. So it's not really a very popular conspiracy theory anymore. I saw one that said it was like 6%, but then when, oh, I can't remember. It wasn't the new movie I was talking about, Moonfall. There was another documentary that came out that questioned it, that it suddenly jumped up to 20, but I think it's gone back down. It ebbs and flows. There's no doubt about it. It just depends on, I think it's sort of a generational thing. Mm -hmm. So there's a time when we all start, start questioning everything, and this is definitely one of the more popular theories of cover-ups in the U.S. history is that we didn't actually go to the moon. And so, you know, kids who are in school and they learn all this stuff and then they get out and then did we go there and it becomes a thing again? Yeah, it gets weird. I mean, but I I mean, I think, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird ones. I, it would have taken a lot to do this. I think it would have taken too much. Yeah. I just know in my... (laughs) In my own life and in just dealing with in the corporate world or where you work 
or with your buddies or whatever, something always leaks. Something you forget something. Something always eventually exposes whatever it is that you're trying to pull off. And something this grand of scale, don't you think the Russians would have been looking for something to to say, no, you guys never got there? Yeah. To me, that's the biggest thing. Why, If we didn't get there, the Russians would have figured it out, paid somebody off to embarrass the United States because we lit, oh, yeah. we basically embarrassed them. We did because um, that was the one thing is a lot of people really point out to, like we I said in the beginning, that they were shocked because Russia was kicking our butt in every aspect of space travel. But what a lot of people don't realize, too, the difference between just going into space and getting all the way to the moon and back was completely different because you needed so much more than just a quick rocket that could get you up into space. Yeah, because you the, needed something to yeah get you to the moon, survive it, land it, and come back. Right. They were basically just content with orbiting. Yeah, and they did try coming up with a rocket that would take them all the way to the moon, but it basically failed i think four or five times and actually i think it i don't know if it does but at the time it did hold the record for the biggest non-nuclear explosion in mankind yes um was when they blew up one of those rockets on a test i'm with you i think we went there i don't think there's a really a whole lot of debate left on this i, I still think there's some lingering questions that we may never get the answers to but I think all of the, I'll just say, the most popular theories of us not making it are unsubstantiated. Yeah. I, th I think we did. I think we did. I mean, there's a lot of evidence for it. I mean, there's not, there's not enough evidence to show me that they didn't. I mean, there's some weird things, you know, about the moon that I, I'm, I can go with. But I, the land, I think we did it. I think we landed on the moon. Well, and that's where we, we're going to shift right here. Because what well, did they actually find on the moon? True, but here's the one thing. Actually, did you ever did you see the letter that Nixon had for in case? Yes, <laughs> the the one that basically he had an entire letter ready to go for because they were afraid that they went once they landed on the moon they wouldn't be able to get back to the rocket. So he had an entire letter typed up and ready to re, ready to say yeah, if to read to the American people. Yep. Well, yeah. the families of the the first astronauts to the moon if you read any of their accounts they did not believe they were coming back no they were pretty much resigned to the fact that their husbands were given their lives for their country in this great space race they, there was not a whole lot of faith that they were going to make it back no there wasn't so let's talk about some other theories about the moon oh yeah there's some good ones because this is where i think there could be some things. Look, I grew up in Houston. NASA was right there. I met Bud, Buzz Aldrin. That'd be pretty cool. Touch space rock. I will say this. If there's ever if the if any of the conspiracies that that we didn't get there, I think they should all rest on just looking at what they wrote in. Because when I was there as a kid and I'm looking at these space capsules and these rockets, they didn't seem to be much more uh, substantial than a, like a Volkswagen. No. Look at like the space shuttle and all the panels they put on there and all the heat sensors and you know how amazing that thing was built. 
go back to the early days, like the, the first rocket ships and the shuttles. I look at that and I'm like, I don't think this thing went to the moon. Like, how? How did it make it? And how and did, that, how did it make it back? They're pretty flimsy. They are. And I mean, it, it's like, the, it's just, like I said, it was an eighth of an inch of aluminum was the, the outside. Exactly. That's it. That is it. Again, that's not much more than a, like a Volkswagen bug. No. But there are some really cool theories about the moon. Let's start with one that the moon is a spaceship, because I think this one's kind of fun. Because it is. Yeah, there's a lot of theories that the, the moon is, actually, is either an operational spaceship or an abandoned spaceship. You can go either way with this. In 1970, two Soviet astronomers had been studying the satellite and theorized that it was likely a hollow moon put in place by a highly advanced extraterrestrial race. The theory was based on some observable anomalies, claiming the moon was an artificial shell that had been inhabited internally for years. And what we have found, actually, is that the moon is fairly hollow. Like, mm -hmm. that's true. Yeah. We actually we haven't been into it. And we haven't found a doorway like they just found on Mars. Have you seen that photo? No. Yeah, the Mars rover. I haven't rover, seen the Mars door. They found a doorway on Mars? The Mars rover sent back a photo, and it looks, by all accounts, like a, a doorway into a mount, like a mountainside. And they're saying, oh, no, it's just uh, it's the angle. It's actually not that. But it looks like if you look at Google it up right now. Door on Mars, something like that. Oh, yeah, that's a freaking door. What in the hell? Yeah, that's a photo sent back. And they're saying, no, no, it's just trick photography or it's, it's the angle or it's a rock that fell over. I, I've heard, seen all kind of things. That's, that looks like a freaking door. It looks like a door in a hallway. Yeah, hopefully they drove into the damn thing. So anyway, unlike Mars where they have... We have photos of what appears to be a door in a hallway, and you've seen this, right? Oh, they say it's only 30 to 45 centimeters long. Right. <laughs> but it's still. zoomed way in. So Doesn't sure. matter. They could be small creatures. They could be. They're just, they're, There's nothing that says that aliens uh, are tall. It's where the Smurfs are. <laughs> I mean, haven't you ever seen Marvin the Martian? He's a short guy. He is. Yes. Uh, according to this theory and several theories about the moon, that life here on Earth would basically not exist if the moon wasn't in its the precisely where it's at. Yeah, it's estimated that less than ten percent of all terrestrial planets in the universe have an Earth to Moon ratio like ours, which basically provides stability for our climate. I mean, if the moon wasn't there, we'd burn up says the size of the moon is such that it affects our actual tilt or the way that the earth wobbles on its axis, changing by a single degree over the course of a thousand years. The earth could tilt as much as 85 degrees every million or so, causing drastic changes. Yeah. It would also adjust the orientation of the earth to sun so significantly that the sun would shift to be situated directly over the poles rather than the equator, which is where it currently is, and life couldn't happen. And there's a lot of that where I read that, where if it wasn't perfectly... And I mean, is that sign that it's engineered or just sign that it happened? 
Well, according to the theories, there was an alien race that put the moon there because they needed the earth. So it could be the lizard people. Some people say it's the fish people. It's always the new lizard order. It's always the new lizard order that they flew it. They flew it there knowing that it would allow the earth to evolve and, you know, sustain. And then they jumped off the ship and came to earth. There's also a theory that it was that whatever they used, whatever fuel they used to bring it there, that's why it's hollow, that they unleashed it and it created the sort of biosphere around the earth. At some point it unleashed and that's what they claimed that the, the mass flood was that possibly killed off the dinosaurs and you know, the flood is mentioned in the Bible and all kind of you know historic lore. We all know that there was a massive flood on the Earth at some point. Yeah. And so that's the explanation is that some alien race parked it there knowing that it would shield the Earth. They emptied out all of their fuel, and then they jumped to Earth. My question is then, where are they? They're us. Are they, are they us, or are they in the Earth? Well, that's where the new lizard order is. They're in the earth. Exactly. We go back to the hollow earth theory, which I don't know. Have we even done that one? That's another fascinating one. We have not because that that's the other, the the other side of that is that they came to the earth and created two entry points. So they don't live on the earth. They live in the earth, much like they lived in the moon, which was their spaceship. (laughs) So unlike us who we live outside on the planet, they're, interior dwellers and so when they came to earth it never dawned on them to live on top because they've always lived within not surprising yeah there's also a theory that it's a hologram and, and this david ike loves this theory I have yeah, a whole, it's not even really there i have a whole article but there's a, I, got, I found a guy, uh, Paul Sutter. He's an astrophysicist at the Ohio State University COSI Science Center. And he contributed an article at one point in the late 90s theorizing that the moon is just basically a big hologram. It's a reflection off because we get hit by the sun. It bounces back, and it's literally our reflection sitting out there and it's actually not real, which then would go back to the fact that we've never been there. Yeah, because how can you go go somewhere that's not there? You can't land on a hologram. Right, and he also talks about how it's uh, part of the reason that it reflects such is because black holes. It says, researchers have found that when a single bit of information enters a black hole, its surface area increases by a very precise amount. Then it goes into the, the mathematics of it. And what he's saying is, is that the reflection back goes into some kind of a black hole, which expands the reflection, which is why we see the moon the size it is when it's actually not that at all. Hmm. It's just a big black hologram. And if that's true, then we n- haven't been there. No, we couldn't have been to it. Like we said, you can't land on a hologram. <laughs> right. There's another theory. Well, this is the this is the David Icke theory. 
that actually the moon, yes, is hollow, but it's inhabited as we speak right now with aliens. So according to him, here's what he says. He says, the moon was hit by a lunar module to the equivalent of one ton of TNT in November 1969, and the shock waves built up with NASA scientists saying the moon rang like a bell. Yep. He described a launch vehicle later striking the moon with, with the equivalent force to 11 tons of TNT, and NASA said the moon rang like a gong and continued to vibrate for three hours and 20 minutes to a depth of up to 25 miles. Ike also said there's two Russian scientists from the Society Academy of Science who wrote an article in 1970 in Sputnik magazine asking, is the moon the creation of an alien intelligence? Now, here's the weird thing. There is bell ringing coming off the moon. Oh, yeah. And they can't explain it. He also says that the surface of the moon consists of very hard minerals like titanium, processed metals including brass, uranium, and so forth, and that the surface is a poor heat conductor. The spaceship of ages long past we call the moon is superbly constructed. He says if you're going to launch an artificial Sputnik, it's advisable to make it hollow. <laughs> he also says that it's more likely that what we have here is a very ancient spaceship, the interior of which was filled with fuel for the engines, and materials and appliances for repair, work and instruments, observation equipment, and all manner of machinery. Now, we did a whole show on David Icke, and I think David Icke reads some stuff and then forms a, a different theory. So yeah. the hollow moon theory has been around for a long time, and the sounds from the moon have been recorded before we ever got there. Oh, yeah. There's all kind of sounds that come off the moon that people can't explain it. Scientists still, I don't, they, they try, but I've never seen a definitive answer as to why you're getting these gonging and bell ringing sounds. Well, I've read, read some things that they don't know for sure why. Some, some theorize that it's because of uh, there, there still is tectonic movement in the, the, the moon, which they thought there wasn't. They thought it stopped. But there is still some movement in there, and they think it might be because there's earth or moon quakes. It wouldn't be earthquakes, I guess. It'd be moon quakes. There are still some moon quakes which show movement there, and that might be what it is. That the metal, because the moon is a lot more metals in it. Yes. Than here, and they think that that's what it is. It's from those moon quakes, the metals basically ringing. There are photos. They did take photos of these. It looks like craters. Like when you're out in an ice field and you see a crevice or something. Yeah. Where they were, they weren't big enough to fall in. Now, my question is, in all the times we've been to the moon, and as science evolved and as technology evolved, why have we only been there for such a very short time? I mean, it's, it's a third the size of the Earth. We've sent moon buggies up there, and we've sent all kind of stuff. Don't you think they would have traveled like at least around the moon at some point? You would think, but I mean, I don't know if they've been up there long enough to do it or had enough fuel. I'm not sure exactly what it would be, why they haven't. I didn't find anything that said why they haven't traveled all the way around. Right. So that's my question. I know we've sent them there. Why don't we send a companion rocket that's full of fuel? And if it makes it, great. They have the batteries and they have the fuel to stick. And if it doesn't, then you just come back and we're like, hey, we tried. Huh? But they've never even attempted that. But I mean, when's the last time we went to the moon? 
you know, what was it? Apollo 17. And oh, what year was that? 70 something, wasn't it? I think so. It wasn't like we went up there for a long, you know, a long periods of time. Uh, it was 1972. So really just three years, 69 to 72 is all we really went to the moon. We went to the moon for those three years and then never went back. Which begs the other question, why? Yeah. You know, why, why didn't we go up there more? Why didn't we spend more time up there? Because not a lot of people don't realize this, but a lot of technological advances came out of the NASA program sending astronauts to space that we use on a practical level, like microwaves. Mm-hmm. There's all kind of stuff in engineering and so forth. And so a lot of the stuff they did, they handed over to the public and said, this is what we discovered while we were trying to get these guys up there. And this is practical for use on a daily level in some field and sometimes even in your own home. They went to the moon six times. So a total of 12, 12 astronauts, all men. So it landed a total of 12 astronauts. And yeah, out of six crews that went up there between 1969 and 72. Yeah. So for a short time, we were just like we almost we had like an elevator going up and then they just yeah. shut it down. Yeah. So that's 50 years ago. So in 50 years, we haven't gone back and we haven't spent any more time, even though we're way beyond that as far as advancement in technology. So I don't know if it's a money thing. Possibly. I mean, I, I think it is a lot of a lot of things that I, I look at say that it is a money thing. That's all about the money that, you know, it was costing so much money to go to the moon. But on the same side of that, like you said, there was so many different things that came out of that. I mean, so many different technologies, so much everything that we got out of, you know, going to the moon and everything else. So it's kind of like, I I don't know. Even quantum physics has advanced so much. And there's so many theories involving, you know, quantum physics, quantum mechanics and all this stuff and and space. And we had, you know, we have Stephen Hawking and uh, DeGrasse Tyson creating all these theories about black holes and time warps and multiple realities and being able to go to space and hop them and the circular time and all this stuff. I'm just astonished that we've just hit this roadblock when it comes to traveling to space when a lot of those theories could either be proven or completely smashed. Carl Sagan was a big talker for a long time about everything that was going on in space. He had it all figured out and that he had a whole running battle with NASA I know it's expensive, but what else? We spend money. We spent, what, $40 billion to Ukraine? I think we could put somebody up there. I think we could. But, yeah, like I said, it's because the last time the U.S. is the only country. Other countries have been to the moon, but none of them have had a manned mission to the moon. The only country that's ever manned a mission to the moon was the U.S., and the last time was in 1972, so before I was even born. We're 50 years. This is the 50-year anniversary of the last time we went to the moon. And it's amazing to me that of all those trips, we really don't know that much more about the moon than when we were sitting here looking at it. You know, they brought some rocks back. I think they drilled a little bit into it and brought, you know, some samples back. But they didn't really try. They just landed, kind of walked around a bit, picked up a few things. They had the rover up there, and I think it was remote-controlled. 
for the most part. They hit a golf ball, you know. Yeah. So it was, it was like, well, and I'm sure there's stuff that they did that we don't know about. I, I'm I'm positive that there were things that they brought back and scientific experiments that we'll never hear about. Oh, I'm sure. And so that also makes you wonder. What did they actually find that they're not telling? Maybe that has something to do with the reason why they haven't gone back. I mean, it could. I mean, maybe they did find. Maybe, maybe there really is a base on the other side. Right. Maybe, maybe, side the, maybe they had a conversation and they were like, we're tired of you guys landing here. You guys need to get on home now and don't bother coming back. Because we've, you know, we've got the Death Star beam basically pointed. Or if we're a spaceship, hey, we'll just take off and you guys will burn up. You know, we're we're comfortable where we're at right here. And if you guys keep bugging us, we'll just we'll move this ship somewhere else and then you guys will your your whole planet will eviscerate. Yeah. It's kind of fun to go down the rabbit hole on the moon because again, when you're even now, if it's a full moon, who doesn't look up at the moon and go, Wow, full moon, that's beautiful. It's amazing. What would it be like to walk around on that moon? Yeah, we all think it. I mean, it would be amazing. Who knows? I mean, maybe well, someday we'll be able to go up to the base up there. I mean, the other thing is you hear all this talk about Richard Branson, Elon Musk, and uh, Bezos all in this sort of space race, but they're not space racing to the moon. No, they want to go to Mars. They want to go to Mars, or they just want to go up and circle around in space, you know, orbit around the Earth and land and go feel zero gravity or whatever you just don't hear nasa or scientists or any of these guys who have these aspirations for building private spaceships about going to the moon and to me i think mars is a bigger wasteland than the moon mars is freezing yeah I know there's not, obviously from the photos, there's not much on the moon from what we see, but we've only seen snapshots. That'd be like be like somebody, a UFO landing in the Mojave Desert and going, nothing here. Yeah. And, I mean, that's one thing is, I mean, there could be, you know, there there could be places on the moon to go. I think a lot of people, you know, they're thinking Mars because it rotates everything else. The moon doesn't really rotate like the Earth does. I mean, it does, but it makes it we never see it. It's weird, but yeah. Well, and uh, you know, people talk about the dark side of the moon, and it is very, very. It's uninhabitable because it's frozen. Yeah, but I don't know. I just think this being the fiftieth anniversary, it, it just kind of boggles the mind that they have shut everything down. Because there's supposed photos of buildings on Mars. There's supposed photos of. Entryways, uh, domed buildings. But then again, I see those and it's like, wow, that looks pretty amazing. But most of them ended up being doctored photos or you know, some guy who's looking through a high-powered telescope in his house and he has a fly on the lens or something. Yeah, and, and there's a bunch of them too where it's one of those ones where it's they look at things because one of the things they've been able to find is on like the earth. You know, there's some like places where there's been ruins that are just hidden underneath. Yes. So they keep seeing things on the moon that they're like, Oh, that could easily be, or it could be a crater. Right. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that they, 
it's like they always say, if you want to see, see yellow cars, you're going to see yellow cars, you know? And that's what I think a lot of these end up being, Oh, I see a structure there. Do you, or is that just a geological shape that looks like a structure? Yeah. There's supposedly a face on the moon. They think it could be a giant that's buried under the, the dust or whatever. Kinky. Yeah. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> But, but it's one of those things like, I mean, which you could go in. I mean, there's a Doctor Who episode where the moon ends up being the egg for a giant, you know, dragon. So a lot of people have thought about the moon. A lot of people have theorized about the moon. I guess the question is, to wrap things up, do A, do you believe that we went to the moon? B, do you believe the moon is what they say it is? And then my third question is, if you could go to the moon, would you and what would your purpose be? Like, what would you want to find out? I think we did go to the moon. Um, I don't think that they're telling us everything about the moon. I think there's something there that we don't know about um, that they haven't told us. And if I could go to it, I would definitely want I would want to go to it to find out what's underneath. What is, you know, basically, I want to go up there and drill holes. I want to drill down and see what is in, you know, what's in the center of it. How, what is it really like underneath there? Is it what we think it is? Because a lot of people don't think about that. We're guessing when we say this is what we think the, the center of the moon is. We know what the outside is. We know all of that. We've been able to test that stuff, but we don't know what's, what's on the inside. What is the really the, the core of the moon? Yeah, I'm with you. I do believe that we went there. I think we went there every time. And mm -hmm. it was a modern miracle. There's no doubt about it. And I think you made a very good point. We were getting our asses handed to us by the Russians. But while the Russians were concentrating on a certain aspect of space travel, our focus was different, which is why they were beating us. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes the turtle wins the race. Yeah. So there's many ways to travel in space, and we were looking at it a whole different way, and it took us a little longer to get there, but in the end, we got there first. I was saying a lot of people don't really know either that we probably would have got there sooner if not for Von Braun because they didn't want to him to be the face of it. That's right. So they let the Navy take their shot first, and the Navy blew it. Yes. So. Well, yeah, because Paperclip was very controversial, even though – the general public didn't know about it, but when you put somebody like that out there and he's going to be the hero, there's got to be a story. Yeah, and people started, some people had an idea and they were afraid that it would get out who he really was. Yes. And then it would be problems. So they really didn't want him being the face of it. But then it was one of those things. They gave it to the Navy. The Navy tried and Von Braun, they, they failed miserably. Um, and then Von Braun was, I think they said that, that the, the Navy's, version to go made it like four feet off the ground <laughs> yeah there's video of that it's devastating yeah, it's devastating and then von braun's like my team because they'd already been working on it we could have something ready to go in like 60 days and if you don't know who von braun is again go back and listen to operation paperclip we explain yeah. the whole thing and i'm with you as well i'm positive that we do not know everything that went on with the, the experiments, what they learned, what they brought back. And I don't know that we'll ever know. No. Because what they tell us and what they do are, are totally different things. It was a miracle, though. It was a miracle that they got back. It was, 
it was an achievement. It, it made everyone proud. And for that, I'm thankful. I, I think that is a very cool thing. It is. If I could go to the moon, I would do it. I would, I would take that opportunity to go to the moon. And given the tools and given the time and were it possible, I'm with you. I would, well, first, I would love to travel at least a straight line around the moon. Yeah. I mean, it would take forever to traverse the whole thing, obviously, but start at one point, just go all the way around and come back just to see what's there. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, I think it's important, and maybe they did, and maybe that's why we haven't gone back to drill down, and who knows how far down you might have to drill. It may not be very far, it may be really, a, it may be a long ways. But just because we live on the top of our Earth doesn't mean there's not something going on below the surface there. Exactly. Do I think it's a spaceship? No. Do I think uh, the ancient gods pulled it out of somewhere and parked it there? No. For my entire life, have wondered, out of this massive, just our galaxy, and, and then there's multiples of galaxies that we're the only intelligent life out, I just I have a hard time fathoming that. I agree. I'll just say this. As a Christian, I don't think it goes against your Christian beliefs, or would it shake my faith were we to find another race out there or, or another, I'll just say, alien species? Because yeah. it's pretty damn cocky on our part to believe that this entire universe, expansive, massive universe with all its intricacies, and we're the only ones that are here thinking about it, exploring it, and wondering what's going on out there. I think that's pretty cocky on our part. It is. And I mean, even if you're a Christian or anything like that, there's nothing in the Bible that says we were the only ones. No, it never does. Never does. Look, they, they might not even be as advanced as us, or they may be light years ahead of us. That doesn't change our situation. No. That just means they're whatever living or existing, however they're existing. And it would, I think it'd be fascinating to find out. They could be nice. It could be terrible. I don't know, but what a ride it would be, huh? Oh, would be. And, and that's one of the things, I mean, it, it's just what amazes me on this is there's so many things that it could be. I mean, and honestly, researching this, I found so many random other weird things, you know, like, is the earth really as old as we think it is? You know, is carbon dating flawed because carbon mere- dating is, in my opinion, is massively flawed. You know, is it one of those things? Because there's something I was reading about how it's flawed because Lumeria and Atlantis had a nuclear war and that's why there's more radiation and it's really not millions of years it's thousands of years that is very popular theory that and i do i go into more that the earth is thousands of years old than billions and billions we we should do a show on carbon dating because carbon dating has time and time again been exposed where they're like they'll dig down and find something and they'll carbon date it dig a little further and find a coke can yeah you know, and it's like, wow, how'd that get there? Well, you know, it fell through a crack and just kept going. And that, that does have nothing to do with this thing we found. 
No, no, no. And at all. carbon dating is just a creation of some scientist who's like, well, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. And everyone went with it. And everyone was like, okay, sounds good to me. <laughs> anyway, well, that's our episode on the moon. I hope you enjoyed it. Th- this actually came by way of request from our friend over there, Johnny at Friends Radio Network. We got to give him props. We do. This was a good this was a really good one to go down. And I, I I think there's more like there's a lot of other theories going with this. So this might be something we come back to and uh, tackle again. I think we'll have to come back to it because there's no way we could get to all of it. And uh, so, Johnny, I hope that uh, that scratched the itch. And again, we'll come back to it at some point and get to some of the other theories that are involved in it. But th- those are the those are the main ones, I think, especially the landing on the moon. I just. I'm just amazed that so many people are still hesitant to believe that. And I and think it's just because they are looking for something to be skeptical about. And it's, I mean, it's one of those things that's tough to believe the government. Cause I mean, it's one of those Absolutely. things that, you know, to look at for years. They've told us that there is no water on the moon and they've basically just come out recently with the, the fact that, Oh no, actually we've known about it for 40 years that we did find water on the moon. Exactly. We just didn't admit it. Like what? Yeah. Why? What, what, what what's the secret about what, yeah. What was in sense. that water? Which is one of the one of the, one of the things that comes back to why haven't we been back? What was in that water? What did they find in their testing that made it so we never went back? Yeah, were there amoebas? Was there life? Were there was there COVID? <laughs> That's where COVID came from. They brought it back from the moon. Or the monkeypox. Who knows? The monkeypox. Yeah. So well, you have the midweek podcast coming up coming up on Wednesday. And we'll be back again on a week from today with a brand new episode. So I hope everybody has a great week and things are going well where you're at. We thank you so much for listening to our little old show. I'm Big D. I'm Brandon. We're out of here. See you later.